Thank you, Annie. We are here now. Anyway, oh, I've got, we're sitting still. We're actually are we live? We're live, yeah, sorry. Are I, sh- we? I, I think so. Let's have a look. Good evening, everybody. I'm the Suffolk Graham. I'm Skazarus. Happy New Year. Yay. Yay. Happy, 2018. Happy 2018. Yes. <laughs> it's the New Year. Do you feel refreshed? That's annoying me. No, I don't believe in, uh, in uh, random little time limiting things. I don't, okay. I don't believe in that. You don't believe in you know, time. When, uh, when, what was it? When, when was New Year's Day? Monday? So yeah. everyone said, Happy New Year. I was like, Yeah, happy Monday. <laughs> Feels exactly the same as yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't go to stay up on New Year's Eve. It's like, I thought to myself, Do you know what? I'm pretty sure you all change whether I'm awake or not. <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> so I was like, I got to about sort of half ten. I was like, I'll be arsed. Well, we weren't going to, we weren't going to um, see in the New Year. And then it turns out that me and Inky sat up watching cartoons all night. And then when all the fireworks went off, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh, God, it's gone midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up playing, um, leading quite I was playing, I finished playing this on Death the Outsider oh on New Year's God. Eve. But I finished playing it, it was half past 11. I thought, well, it's only half an hour. Is that a segue? That is a segue. <laughs> we don't normally do segues. Normally, you sort of like, but in there, we just bumble our way through. Um, yeah, but yeah. Games we've been playing, I've played Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Woo, any good? Yeah, it is. Um, so, you know how they put the DLC out for the first Dishonored Life of Dunwall? Yes. So, first off, and there's, first off, the came really out. Liked. Yeah, and then DLC came out where he plays a character called Dowd, who's like the, the bad guy, one of the bad guys from the first game. Mm-hmm. And you play it in the DLC. Mm-hmm. This is like a similar thing, it's a continuation of his story, except it's actually standalone. So it's still about half the price of the original games, but even brand new, it's 20 quid. Sure. So about half the price, but it is a smaller game. It's only about sort of five missions. But like Dishonored 2 and other old-style games, those missions are huge. If you, if you want to rush through them, you can do. Mm. But if you take your time to actually go around, look at that large, I'll have to sort of explore everywhere, yeah, get sure. crannies. I mean, there's one mission, I think it took me about eight hours. Oh, man. Yeah, that was just sort of, that was before I even saw as you got to the main part of the actual doing the thing I need to do. So really in depth. So you play as now this is one spoils Dishonored Two. Okay. In Dishonored Two you have you're sort of helped by this lady called Megan Foster, mm. who's like in charge of the ship called the um oh, not the drunken whale. The whale well, the Baleful Whale. I've forgotten now. It's something the whale. Um she's in charge of the ship. And basically, she helps you out. Lots of she helps you out, and that's like your base yeah. for the whole first game. You work, you go back to that between each mission to sort of, like you have the pub yeah, yeah. in Design One. This is the base you have in this one. At the end, she turns out to be a character called Billy Lurk. Billy Lurk is a character from the Knife of Dunwall DLC, mm. who's the antagonist of Knife of Dunwall DLC. Basically, oh, when you play as Dowd, your second in command, Billy Lurk, betrays you. Ah. In this one, you play as her, and you basically go to rescue down, basically make amends for what you did. Huh. And so you play as... I'm and you sorry rest- for being a dick. Basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. When you try and kill him, you let all the, him know all the out of the um, overseas, where your secret base is, and the overseas try and kill you. Huh. Um, so you go, and you rescue Dowd, and he's basically, he's on his last legs, you know, he's an old man now, he's sort of, he's... he's He's dying, basically. He knows he's dying. He knows he's got a lot of time left. But he wants one last mission. He wants to kill the Outsider. And the Outsider is basically the solid version of God. But he's not like a good or... He's sort of neutral deity. So he's neither good nor evil. He's just mm. all just in the middle. And he gives, like, both... He's the one who gives all the people the magical powers. He's the one who gives them to them. Mm-hmm. There are a few who have other ways to get to The little floating geezer, if I remember right. Yeah, the one who looks a bit like an emo. Yeah, who, the one who no reminds one me of... Um, the one who reminds me of 
oh god, what was it called? Like Shadow. I think it was called a game called Shadow of Memories. The one that looks like the homunculus from that. Yes, I vaguely remember Shadow of Memories. And yes, you are right. Yeah, him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he basically. I like that game, by the way. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's the one you had to keep top being murdered. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember playing that game that quite a lot game. actually. That's great. That's. The game I quite like it. I need to play that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's play. It. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you. Um, yeah, so he looks like that. He's basically the could of a god. Um, all the people who have magical powers get them from he gives them to him. Mm-hmm. So he gives them to Corvo, gives them to Dowd, he gives them to um, Emily in the second game. He get, and Billy's a bit special. Not spoiling too much. Mm-hmm. There's other reasons why she's got abilities. Okay. But I'll that would spoil too much of the main game if I sort of explain why she's got these abilities. But she has. Right. Um, what's in her is that all her bees are not from the start. There's no upgrade because it's a short game that you just have them right from the start. You can't upgrade them. They're fixed. This is it. Mm-hmm. You can upgrade them for game runes. Right. But like in the first one, you get runes. They can give you. They can enhance your powers. So your four powers you've got. You've got her version of Blink, which is called Displace. Right. So, where's Blink? You aim somewhere, and as soon as you let go, put the bar off, you off your jump. What she can do is she can place a marker. Right. That marker will stay there until she says, I want to jump. And then? And then she jumps. Which so means you can do things, like, for example, if you want to take out a guard, you can play, and you're on a ledge, you can place a marker next to you, jump down, punch him on the head, for anyone sees you, you just, just bump back up. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, later on, you can get root, you can also get, um, well, a bone charge that basically allow you to have, like, two. So you have two ones. You could choose so you which one to go to. Time. Yeah, you basically aim at one you want and you jump between them. Neat mechanic. Yep. You've also got foresight, which is basically you are you basically sort of like sort of um, astral sort of like astral projection. Mm-hmm. So you can go out, you can look around and sort of see things. And time pauses when you're doing this, so you can mm-hmm. use to, so you don't have to worry about you being attacked. You can use it to scout areas and so forth. You can also place displace markers. Okay. So there's sure. a place you might not be able to reach normally, but with Foresight, you can sort of climb and do it and place a marker there. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like flying, but it's not proper flying. You can't just fly it permanently. You have to, you can have this like maximum height off the ground. Sure. Which means if you go off a ledge, you'll drop down a bit and you can't necessarily get back up. But you can sort of like bounce yourself around and get up. Mm-hmm. She's got another one called Semblance. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one I only used once and I didn't like it. Not because it was a bad power, but I didn't like the implications. Okay. Um, and basically, it allows you to... Anybody... You can just basically go up next to them. If it's they're unconscious, you can basically steal their face and you look like them. Oh, right, yeah, that's I've heard of that one. Yeah, I've heard of that and one. And why would they get like a black bag put over their head and you've you implied you have actually stole their actual face. Right. And you look like them. Then you can walk around. As long as you stay stationary, no one will... Well, you will you're, use any power. Void energy. But as soon as you move about, you use void energy. But it means you can do things like attend meetings of certain people. Sure. Part of me, I just, he didn't set well with me, the idea of stealing someone's face and sort of leaving them about a face. It just didn't feel right to me. Right. So I did it once, I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it again. I felt mean. I was like, oh, oh there you go, you're now an unrecognisable, uh, what are it called? Blob. Shop dummy thing. Yeah, mannequin. mannequin. Thing. You haven't yeah. got a proper face. Yeah, I did like that, so I saw. I saw are they left with like bone structure or. I've, you just see a bag all... over their head. Oh, okay. You just got a black bag, so you don't know what's underneath that. I dread sure. to think. But they have to be alive. You can only send someone who's alive. I also, oh, yeah, I also heard about that as well, so that there are a lot of people like knocking people out and, and then um, there were submissions or something where you had to kill an entire room of people or you had to leave people alive and then they had no idea what yeah. the hell they'd actually done. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's very true. Um, so yeah, I didn't like that one, which I felt morally wrong. I know I'm putting skimp. Oh, this place, you can also tele flag flag somebody. Okay. Oh wow. 
you can if you place on top of somebody and jump through them, you instantly kill them. And they get into little bits. He does hurt you as well, though. Oh, right, okay. But if you want to kill them, you just do tenefragging. I did it by accident once. I felt so just bad. Just instant give as they just yeah. explode. Yeah, I, I just saw, sort of like, well, I saw I was about to, I tried to jump over her. I saw placing, I was going to try and jump onto a ledge, but I misjudged it. And I actually went on top of her. So when I jumped, I jumped inside her. And, and like, I looked down, there's like bits of torso and arm next to me. It's like, Oh, damn, this looks like a bad Reload, scene I feel bad. I feel yeah. so bad. I feel so guilty. Save scum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are so. now back to life. Yeah. Sorry, that didn't happen. That reality did not exist. <laughs> the second coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, for energy works differently as well. So rather than different powers using a different amount of energy, you have mm-hmm. like, well, base, base, you have three slots. Yep. And each power, when you use a power, uses one of those slots up. Okay. Regardless of what it is, it all uses just one slot up. Um, if you and those slots will recharge no matter what. Whereas, because in the first Dishonored, you had like a variable. You know, some powers use more power than others, and only the sort of top part would recharge. Yeah. So if you use one power like Blink, you can use it pretty much indefinitely as long as you let it recharge between each use. Sure. Whereas other powers would have to use up that reserve. Right. This one, um, it doesn't matter. You can use them as much. You can use once you use them up, you have to wait for the charge, but then you can keep using them. Keep there's going. no, there's no mana potions or anything in this one, which is. Nice. You know, it's, yeah. it's, I prefer as a mechanic. Um, your final power is speak to rats. So you can talk to the rats. So you know, you used to have the heart in Dishonored, mm. where you can like aim to people and you get, the heart will give you clues and like mm. sort of tips of what could go on and things you could discover. In this one, you speak to rats and the rats will tell you secrets. Okay. And a bit cryptic about it because you know the rats are not that smart. Um, they'll talk about, um, they're uh, nasty. Isn't yeah, they? well, they're not. Uh, well, to be fair, they can talk to you. That's pretty good going for a little mammal creature. Um, they can talk to you. They just don't want to. They do. They do, <laughs> they do very sort of um, sorotively. So squeak. It's like was it the say oh we found food in the food, fresh food in the road and the smell, the smell of a, gut, a bottle rolling around the gutter. We ate it and it was poisoned and also eating a drunk person. I think that's, that's, that's paraphrasing slightly for what they say a bit more eloquently than I can. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not a good song, I can't be as eloquent as a rat. They do do it a bit better. Well, I thought you said that they weren't very smart. No, they talk about like running up people's legs and biting their flesh and all sorts, and they talk about how they get eaten alive by hounds and like. They make, yeah, and what an exciting life they have. They do. And they get crushed and left to die of dehydration from rat traps and all sorts. It's quite Excellent. interesting, yeah, person. Then occasionally they will give you a clue or something. Right. So that's all places of heart. So if you listen to rats, you can find out information, which is quite neat. Um, the game itself. Oh, one other thing they've got rid of is chaos. Okay. I didn't like chaos in any of the Sonic games. I didn't like being forced to have to play a game a certain way to get a certain ending. I don't like being forced like that. Mm-hmm. And chaos was very haphazard. So if you basically the chaos system was if you were nice and you didn't kill anybody, you kill like one or two people max for in each level. If you didn't kill, and if you did it really nice, you basically get a good ending. Now you got an ending was also based on if you let people live or die, mm. so you could be like really destructive, but you let the person you're targeting live, mm. and then you got them mix the endings together. Basically, I didn't like that as a system. It was in the f- Dishonored one, it was in the Knife Dumbledore DLC, it was in Dishonored two. Mm. Didn't like it at all because it just felt like I was being forced. It's the a- my actions, like the B actions, like should I let this main character live or die, should be what affects That's, the end game, mm. not how many random people on the street I kill because it doesn't make sense it was like oh if you kill people then there might be more bloke fight corpses later on to deal with well 
there are hundreds of people dying every day. You know, the see, this is a war-torn yeah. civil war city. There's hundreds of people dying every day. Six people like kills going to retip the balance. Well, at least it's not as bad as um, X Blades. I remember playing through X Blades, and its idea of deciding whether or not you got a good or bad ending was based on what skills you bought at the shop. That's stupid. So if you bought one of the dark energy spells, no warning. I'm assuming. Nope. Whether it doesn't matter whether or not you. Use it or not. Like, like a t- saint throughout the whole game. Just yeah, just if you buy it, or just if you have it, bad ended. Yeah, no, I absolutely... Yeah, I hated Chaos. But luckily, Chaos is not in this one. Literally, although it's it's somewhat worse, because literally the whole ending you get is based purely on one choice at the very end. It's pick your own ending. That's it. But there's no Chaos. You can do whatever <coughs> you like. doesn't matter. Sure. Um, there are... You also have these contracts, I think what you're referring to. So in each mission, you've got a number of contracts. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like... Side missions. Yeah. Though. And they'll be like, you know, like there's a, the first mission, for example, there's a white hound that you need to destroy. Mm-hmm. Kill and destroy. Um, there's like something else that's got like a secret. You need to like solve, destroy this, this people brewing this beer. You need to find the recipe and destroy the beer supply so they can't keep brewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, the one you're probably referring to is there's a mission, and it's probably the best mission of the game, you have to rob a bank. Okay. And the contract in it says, you need to basically def- get Tom's address book, mm-hmm. copies of information out of it, but they mustn't know it's been done. Which means you need to go into the bank, you mustn't get detected, mm-hmm. you mustn't knock anyone out, mm-hmm. you mustn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. and that also includes security systems. Like the because they're these full clockwork surgery, you mustn't destroy them. If you destroy them, you lose the contract. Right. So that that was a brilliant level because you literally have to be careful. Now you can make things easier. There are ways to sort of make that a lot easier. Um, but that's a standard level because there's so many ways you can do it. There's so many ways you can solve the problem. So many ways you can get the solution. There's a nice puzzle in it, which you know if you actually I saw there's a puzzle in it to get into like one of the safes and. I was looking at it, and there's like they're talking about. Well, we found the first few parts of segments, and I looked at the thing, and I thought, "Oh, I recognise that pattern." Mm. I won't say the pattern is, so I don't want to give it away. Sure. But there was a pattern. I was like, "I recognise that," and I was right. And I guessed it right. And I got into the safe and great where I robbed everything. Good nice. job. I was very pleased with myself. Um, it's made by. It's similar to the Jindos uh, lock in the season two. There's this his hat. There's a house you go to, uh, caught by Artem Stilton's place. It's who owns it, and there's this lock. Right. And it says um, a name of a person, a type of heirloom, and a colour. And basically, you get a four paragraph text bit next to it, which tells you a story of his dinner party. And from using that, you have to work out who had which heirloom, what colour dress, what colour they were wearing, what, what they were drinking, and in which order they sat. Oh. And it took me, I did that because I refused to be beaten by that. And I literally. Got there, I've got a bit of paper with all the names now, things I can't, but I literally sat there on the table next to me with all the names written on it. <laughs> I was reorganising them. It took about 45 minutes to figure it out, Jeez. but I figured it out. I was so pleased with myself, and I unlocked it. I thought, yes, you can go and find the code. You, you that can is find, dedication you right can, there. You can, it does take quite early on, you can go find the answer to the clue where it is. They tell you early on, like, if, you, if you can't be asked to work out, that's you change it. Yeah, which is what my mother and sister did. That's cheating. They literally spent all of five minutes trying to work out. And right, can I just say to them then, I'm sorry, it's cheating. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm bored now. I want to just get in there. It's fun. It's fun trying to figure it out. Yeah, because if I get to a puzzle that I can't figure out, I get angry, so I have to sit there and actually exactly. figure it out. Translation was, I can't figure this puzzle out, so therefore I'm bored. I'm not going to try. I'm not going to admit I can't figure it out. I'm just going to say, oh, it's boring. Let's just go in there. Yeah, I, I, that drives me nuts when people do that. 
Just say it. Say it. Just say it. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't figure this out. I need to answer. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I won't hold it against you. Just don't sit there pouting and say I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. That's all, I, I find it awful though when you're doing it and you're in stream and you get stuck because that's when people start handing you spoilers or whatever. Because I find yeah. literally any hint is a spoiler. So rather than boring people to death, a lot of the time I end up saying, look, guys, we're going to have to play a different game and then I'll sit and think about it and then next time I'll start another stream to yeah. do it again. Yeah, I, or, I can't, or, like, or like sort of before you start streaming, figure it out and say, right, well, I figured it out. This is yeah, the and then go back up. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just feel like I'm right. I could, I could not like go, oh, I'm just going to go to like game FAQs and oh, I'm yeah. going to Google the answer and... Oh, I've always been like my family. When we had like the face this boss, and the amount of times we got to a boss, we try a couple of times. There's obviously some trick to doing it, and I'm just going to go look on game FAQs. Give us a chance. The, learning the pattern was the give, fun. Yeah, give us a chance to figure it out. Oh, I can't be honest. Just go like game learning FAQs. the tells and learning the different things that the, the character did. To yeah. I miss game. Well, game does exist, but it's sort of not. I don't know when he goes on it anymore. It still exists. Oh, I don't know. I don't play games enough to have to go on there. Yeah. I've gone on the forums occasionally. Yeah. It still looks like it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. It hasn't changed. Good old game of Accus. Um Good times. So, yeah, Dishonored 2 definitely outside. Really good. If you like Dishonored, you'll like it. It is less freeform, but what you can do, there is less choices matter that than the normal first Dishonored. Mm-hmm. But it's a shorter game, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I... I and I like the way it resolved. I like the sort of end boss, and there was some. It was just uh, just just right. So yeah, I really like the side. Just the outsider. Right. So Skaz, have you been up to anything? Um, gaming wise, not really. I've been dicking around with trying to do a live stream of some form. At, well, near enough daily. Um, even if it's just like you know, a half an hour little chit chat because it turns out that I actually get more views when I'm just doing like an IRL sit down chit chat kind of thing like there's just like a bit of gameplay on in the background and people are just asking me questions and we're just talking um, though so far this year I've played I've tried The Long Dark good uh, and I tried that one on Linux really bad bug if you're on Arch Linux is there yes uh, there's a disclaimer isn't there at the start of the game or some random thing that says now press any key or yeah. or something like that there's one it says basically that where we portrayed wildlife in this game is inaccurate it's, it's off game ruins aren't this bad don't go killing them please yeah so it was, it was something to that effect <laughs> I didn't really get a chance to read it because if you launch the game in full screen it goes uh black and then we're not actually going to let you press any buttons. So tough. The game is now effectively stuck. Because I did try and live stream, and this is where it turned into like an IRL stream. Because it took us nearly twenty minutes to get anything to happen. It was just a black streamed screen. So I ended up playing Ziggurat and Immortal Redneck instead. After that stream, went back and tried to figure out what the bug was. It's a rendering bug. You have to start the game up in windowed mode. Um, but after, can you do it boardless um, well, what ha- so what basically happens on my build is because um, a lot of people say oh you should define the window size but I don't I just say start in windowed and then literally that uh, it'll pop up in like a little 640 by 480 window black screen wait for the hard drive activation or activity light to stop hit space or click or whatever and then that was the disclaimer then the game goes boom full screen and you're in um, I've played it for about two hours, uh, maybe a bit more, and... Are you dead yet? Well, the first time I ended up killing myself on purpose. 
because what? it was easy. What did you do? Um, how did I get killed? Yeah. In the end, I ran full pelt at a wolf. Because I... Well, basically, I'd been streaming it... No, it must have been more than, more than two hours. I've, I've played it for a wee while because I'd, I'd done the first stream where I was just bumbling about, what the hell do I do? Yeah. And all that. First thing you do, you are like that. And um, so, I, you know... I'm freezing to death, my clothes are wet. Yes. You know, I've got no water, got no food, I'm dying. Started kind of, you know, travelling around the starter map on the one above Pilgrim. Pilgrim's like uber noob. Mm. Um, and then there's the one after that where survival actually matters. Um, and then people started accusing me of playing on Pilgrim because I wasn't dying. I was like, well, it's not that hard to not die. He's cold. Go inside where it's not mm. as cold. You know? As long as you've got a food supply. Yeah, you're pretty good to go. Um, and because, a bed to sleep as well makes a big difference. Yeah, well, it got to the point at one, you know, in one area where my character... Well, this is the uh, later on stream. But basically, I'd, I had enough stuff to basically just be able to stand there in the cold and be relatively okay. But I said, look, how do I die? Because I, I, I can't, I'm not dying by the normal means. Like one minute he's complaining he's cold, so I leg it inside and he's fine. And I'd covered quite a large area of the map over the time that I'd, I'd streamed. I've been kind of alive for four or five days at this point, which I guess isn't very hard. Um, and I said, look, fuck it. I've got to end the stream. I need a reason to end the stream. Let's just leg it at a wolf. So we saw a wolf on the screen and I just ran at it. And then it went, and nommed me and I didn't even fight back. It just killed me. Second stream round, I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's adapt my play style a bit. See if we can make this a little bit harder on myself. And I pretty much exhausted my food supply and my character was thirsty and exhausted right off the bat. I had next to nothing to start a fire. Um... And then it all started happening all over again, except this time I could move fast because I wasn't um, I wasn't carrying so much gear. I decided I was going to go for a minimalist approach, and I ended up pretty much back where I was before in a fraction of the time. I was like, so I didn't really feel like I was at risk at any point of of dying because if I used my head. If I actually thought about what I was doing rather than just legging it out into the middle of nowhere. I mean, at one point, I thought to myself, sorry, I'm just going to stand on this tree and jump into the ravine because I'm not dying. Um, and even the wolves, unless I was wa- unless I was right yeah. in their faces, not really a lot was yeah. going on. So Yeah, you can't avoid them if you sort of take them all that yeah, like, skirt around the Yeah, use, so your, use your swede and you're okay. So I kind yeah. of felt... There wasn't really much of a challenge. And in my second play, I mean, the second playthrough still going on. Um, all I seem to keep finding is baseball caps everywhere, corpses and baseball caps. Um, but I mean, my guy has been like, "Oh, I'm freezing to death," and he's got hypothermia. Put on a hat. Uh, not hypothermia. He had frostbite, so I went and I put on the uh, put on a baseball cap and got warm. At one point, because that was that was daytime, my character's complaining that he's exhausted. I used a couple of stims to to sprint towards where I assumed a house would be at the end of this street. And I thought, fuck it, he's going he's gonna to hit the deck. He's going to pass out and freeze to death. And I was trying to see how I could kill him kind of thing. But I thought, you know what? This will be a laugh. I'll make him die in his sleep. So I set a, lit a fire, had it gone for about three hours, give it like three hours worth of kindling in there, and then put down my little sleeping bag. And it was like, oh yeah, now you're warm and you're not tired anymore. I was like... Interesting. I didn't think that was going to work. And so I ended up wandering off to the next house with no no worries at all, stocked up on food again, and off I went. I was like, ah, ah, 
I'm going to have to try and play this on a harder difficulty because clearly the game is like, here you go, little boy. <laughs> Just go on. It does depend a little bit where you get spawned. first time I played, I got spawned literally like I could see a building right away. So I was like, oh, that's easy. Well, in one the game... The other game, I got spawned so far away from anywhere and it was dark, getting dark. It's literally right, okay, I just need to survive <laughs> the first night so I can find some bit more... More secure. Mm-hmm. Um, you are, if you because if you're outside, outside, mm-hmm. even if you're next to a fire, you get cold very quickly. As soon as you get inside a building, you must obviously trig that are you in a building there for temperatures yeah, higher. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the first time I played, I spawned on a train track. So I just used I'm my sweet spawn train track. Yeah. So I just thought to myself, okay, just follow the train track. Yeah. And then there was somewhere for me to for me to stay. Yeah. So I was fucking bitterly cold by the time I got there, but no big deal. Uh, second time, I ended up spawning in a ranger's station. Um, I got, oh, really? I got completely fucking lost as I left, though, only to find out I'd spawned probably about maybe a mile down the road from where I'd spawned the first time yeah. I played. Um, and then I ended up just like fucking wandering about again and ended up finding my way back to the frozen lake. Yeah. Um, and like a load of little houses and that. I was like, oh, okay. It was neat that like items would spawn in different places. So, yeah. you know, I, I didn't have... You go fishing in the lake as well. Yeah, I did that, and I ended up giving myself food poisoning by eating raw fish at one point. I I wasn't paying, I was so interested in seeing how I could kill this guy. I just stuck because I was carrying a lot of weight and cooked fish, but I had a lot of raw fish with me as well. And um, I just started fucking uh, just clicking the items in my inventory, and he was just nomming down on this fish, and then just randomly was like, oh, and then and somebody was watching me in stream said. By the way, you just ate raw fish, even though you had a, an entire bag full of cooked food. I was like, oops. Oh, well, he's going to have a good time. And he's like, oh, no, I feel really crappy. And then, I don't know, 20 minutes later after, uh, you know, yeah. throwing up everywhere, having a, a you know, fresh drink. And, um, you need bottles usually as well. Yeah, and, but, yeah, I had all this stuff. I had piles and piles and you piles. You need to on a hard difficulty. Yeah, for sure, because it you was. You definitely just, need to on a hard difficulty. Because, uh, the, the thing was, is, oh, yes, that's like much better for, uh, newbie players. I was like, well, use your head. If you've spawned anywhere near a road sign or a track or a path, follow it, and there's going to be somewhere you can go. Um, and even when, no, first time I spawned in the middle of like a cut down like lumber yard, I was on a, on the top of a cliff and thought, right, I'm going to sprint forwards until I see something, fell down a cliff, sprained my ankles, and was like, oh well, I limped to the fucking place I need to go, and then just like patched myself up, I was like, oh great, that was, that was hard. Anyway, Long Dark is actually a surprisingly neat little game, I just find myself getting really bored of it really fast, because... Increased I- difficulty. Well, yeah, because as you've as you've said in the past, when we play these kind of survival games, once you're kind of kitted out to a certain degree, yeah, it's not really fun anymore because the threat's gone. Yeah, exactly. There's a <laughs> I can't remember if I played it on. I can't remember now, but when I played, you feel like it was a constant threat against my life. Which mm. I like compared to most of but most of our games. Yeah, as soon as you hit, there's a threshold of. Oh, I'm gonna die! I'm gonna die! I've got everything now. Yeah, like when we played Ark and we built like houses. So and stuff, Ark and was, just... was so quick. Ark was literally the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, and you yeah. Once you got once you got a house and you've got a bit of food and a fire, you're sort of really in Ark. It's like oh, I don't really know what else to do now. Yeah. Um, same with Far Sky. Um, once you've got yourself set up in Far Sky, you're sort of like oh, I don't really know what to know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I suppose I should go farm a bit of southern. Fast, I could have been not better because you would have like had to really get down deep and not more more hostile as possible. But now I just sort of missed it. But yeah, yeah. for sure, um, really nice for a Unity game. Mm. I will say, I like the art style. 
Yes, I don't like the way the characters look though, but everything else I like. Hmm. Um, I like the environments. Um, I like the way that kind of you know things flicker, the environment changes, the ambience of it. I like. Hmm. Um, I just don't like the way the characters look like little goobers. Yeah. Um, the dead people, or I should say, the <laughs> other the other people in the game look fine, but your actual character just looks like a knob. Hmm. Um, he looks like a, a frostbitten clown, hmm. to be fair, but. Other than that, um, it was it was fine. It's definitely um, a game to play in the dark, though. Well, I was playing it at like early AM whilst everyone else. Well, was like switched off. Oh god, yeah. Good man. That's how I that's how I stream. I just sit in the dark with my because I'm a I'm a classic gamer. I just sit there like basking in the glow of my TV and like, that's it. You know, yeah, that's the way um, to do it. Because when you when you're in a dark building with no fire, it's like I can't see anything. Yeah, that's it. God, the amount of times that I'd like I'd sleep and then I'd wake up. In the game, and it's like all of a sudden it's like dark, and I'm like, oh shit, why did I put? Or well, I had my lamp, and then the lamp ran out of oil, and my character practically falls down a flight of stairs. I'm like, shit, where is everything? Have I got any matches? No, god damn it. Well, I'm gonna sit here and waste some time. <laughs> yeah, then you try and read a book, it's too dark. Oh yeah. It's like, well, she just end up sitting there going, eventually it'll get bright. It's no, it never comes, but that was, you know, that was, that was neat. You seem to increase the difficulty a bit. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, I just hope I don't get too bored of it too fast because I've got no interest. Well, I, think, in I think the answer is put the difficulty up straight away before you get to that stage. Yeah, because just um, I don't know, I don't know. Or I'm going to try some of the other maps as well. But I mean, I've only played it a couple of times. But literally, once you get to that kind of threshold, it was just like, eh, yeah, I'll just kill myself instead. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Have I played anything else? I don't know. I don't know. The main reason I've actually been doing live streams is to test this machine that we're streaming on now. Yes. Um, a new little Linux, Lenovo Linux ThinkPad. Yes. Uh, we, we got a new piece of hardware um, that arrived beginning of this year, but it was um, ordered and paid for under last year with the idea of doing... It took them a long time. It's doing nearly a year. Yeah, no, bastards. But, um, uh, yeah, stuff happened. Machine upgraded. Um, now can stream with it. Cool. As we are now. Yeah, and that was annoying me that we're orange on your screen and not on mine. I think it's yours is cold. Yeah, just like my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, so is that, and so I've been like testing um, capture setups and, and and stuff like that. So I've been trying to play like little games here and there to to cool. uh, try and get a feel for it. Cool. I can't remember if I've played anything else though. So bollocks to it. Well. On to our favourite time of year, mm-hmm. the Steam Winter Sale. Don't ask what I bought because I can't remember. Oh, blimey. Sorry to show the camera. So, this is, I'm going to just show you my bit. Okay, so. Uh, that won't really that that adjust. Basically. Um, well, what's it? Because I've, I've noticed you've given me a number of games here. I'm 24. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Times that by three and add twenty. <laughs> There's only a few. I mean, like the. I mean, you can see it. Look, there it starts up here. Look, and then all there. It's not many. It's not that many. It's eighty games. It's, 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 not, it's not. It's not that many. It's not, it's not that. It's not that many. It's not, hang on. I'm sure I had some of those already. Oh well. <laughs> you probably have on different platforms. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's like, yeah, where is it? There was one I saw on here. Um, I compl- I didn't realise it was on Linux, and I'd, I'd already played it on another machine, and then I was like, oh, okay, I better, I better play that. Where is it? There, those two. So I had, I, I, Shank I, and Shank 2. Yeah, because it turns out they're on Linux, so I had to get And Hand of Fate 2 was way too expensive, but I bought it anyway, so... That was good, Um Well, yes. You know I'm a sucker for soundtracks, I can't help it. I love soundtracks. I've, I've, got the dis- I've literally um, bought the Dishonored soundtrack the other day. What shall we do with the drunken whaler? What shall we do with the drunken whaler? So now I was listening to that one evening. My sister said, Why are you listening to a sea shanty? I'm not I'm listening to the Dishonored soundtrack. I was like, Be gone, sister. Be gone. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I picked up a few. Um, I got. I hope you're not expecting me to pick out like key stuff. Here. I'm just going to read through the whole lot. Well, hang on a minute. And then the digital deluxe. Oh, digital deluxe content. I was going to say, Why has it got the same game on it twice? What is half of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go through mine quickly. Um, so I got Tales of Board from Borderlands, which is, I think, a Telltale game. Mm. Pathological Classic HD, which is an Amnesia Devs. Everything. That's not this game called everything. I didn't get everything. You got everything. You <laughs> yeah. got the entire Steam yeah. library. Gabe is happy with you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Some are definitely outside, which I'll speak about at some point. Yeah. Uh, a Steam controller and a Steam Link. Have you tested the Steam Link? Yes, I have, but briefly. So I'm going to talk about properly next podcast. Have you tried the controller? Yes. Oh, I only like, still briefly, but... Only briefly, only sort of. But um, I got my sister playing the Steam Link. Oh, I just, want to, she, she, she keeps She complains about the controller because it's not set up like a PlayStation. Right. But she, but the Steam Link works amazingly. Oh, look, see, it's longer. Sorry. I'm not... Um, Heat Signature, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is the sequel to Life is Strange, but it's actually a prequel. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, which is a game I've wanted to have for ages. Machinarama, Shelter 1, The Witcher Enhanced Edition, Director's Cut, Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, The Room, which is a game about being in a room. Hand Simulator. How's it do? Which okay. is a game where you simulate hands and it's VR. Um, oh, right, it's a VR. Bioshock 2 Remastered, Unreal Deal Pack, Divinity Anthology, Bad Rat Show, The Room 2. I bought that because I had The Room and thought, I might be good. Mm. Murdered Soul Suspect, Anti Chamber, and Fibulation HD. So, not many. Um, Scars. You want me to read the whole lot? You can go for it quickly. Fuck off, it's loads. Would you like me to read for it? I don't even know what half of these are. <laughs> well, well, I really... Can I just throw out, there is one of these I didn't actually buy in the sale. I just want to see if you've got it listed. Uh, well, I went by dates, so when she bought it, oh, after God, I, I, I did. I have no idea because it wasn't on the. Uh, where is it? Sorry, this is important because um, there is a game that I want to play. Well, I'm hoping all 80 are games you want yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, this one is one that I installed knowing I'd be playing it for a long ass time. Along with like Divinity Original Sin in there. Um, I just feel like I can't fucking Oh, it. World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, that sorry. one. Fuck World of Warcraft. I mean, Baldur's Gate and... Uh, Baldur's Gate and... Yeah, you read it. Uh, and I'll tell you if you get to the... Drop, <laughs> drop, stop me if you want to talk about him. X-Blades, Eden, Vision of Aurora Borealis, Vision of Aurora Borealis, Fabricanaris T soundtrack. Superstar Path soundtrack, Day of Infamy. Superstar. Oh, Day of Infamy is a good one, Realistic Shooter. That's a World War Two one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Superstar Path, Dark Health, which is a race from Warhammer, Dragonites, Hell... G- <laughs> that must be an anime one, Hell Girls. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, Dragonia, Mirror, X-Blaze Digital Deluxe Content, X-Blaze Soundtrack, The Airless, Killing what, Time. Why are these, when they're all purchased on the same time, how come the soundtracks are so far separate? 
Oh well, whatever. Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, A Long Dark, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition, Baldur's Gate Seals of Siege of Dragon Spear, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, Official Soundtrack. But if you add any more words onto that, I'm going to. No, I was just going to say those are getting longer. I don't remember Gal- the title Gal- being that Gal- long. Gun Double Piece, yeah. ne- Necker Power Volume 3, Baldur's yeah. Gate Seals of Dragon Spear Official Soundtrack. Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition, Icewind Dale Enhanced Edition Official Soundtrack, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition Official Soundtrack, Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition Official Soundtrack, Baldur's Gate Faces of Good and Evil, Everspace, Meruel Chronicle, that's in Japanese, I can't pronounce that one, Omega Quintlet, Meruel Chronicle Deluxe Pack, Japanese and Japanese, Everspace 2 Upgrade to Deluxe Edition Everspace Encounters Divinity 2 Derivatives Cut The Forest of Doom Is that a Doom spin-off? Forest of Doom By the way that is uh, Do you remember the old Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yes So you read through your paragraph You get a choice at the end It's one of those in game form Rockin' Do you have to virtually flick through the pages? Yeah, look, it's a book. It gives you a book and some dice to roll, and it's it's fucking neat. (laughs) The one part of the game game that games afford, you know, how I'm requiring to have a book handy, that to flick through. They they just simulate it anyway. It was neat, it's great. For 79p, you can't go wrong. Far Sky, Chaos Reborn, Higurusha, When Thou Cry How, Chapter 1, Honor Karakushio, Appointment with Fear. I'll cancel that. A Kiss for the Petals, Remembering How We Met, Race the Sun. You you played Race the Sun before. Yeah, I know, but I didn't realise it was on Linux. Order of Ataxia, Initial Effects, Hirogushi, When Thou Cry How, Chapter 2, Wanaganashi. Oh, that's great. Hirogushi, When Thou Cry How, Chapter 3, Tara Rigorashi. Carve Into the Snow, Witch, Starship Traveller, House of Hell, Tem Teshi Paradox, Episode 1. Stay, stay! Democratic people pulling up screen. Yeah, I had to get that. When I saw it, I was like, I've got to get that. That looks so rad. Say it, read it again. Stay, stay. Democratic People's Republic of Korea. <laughs> stay, stay. DPRK original soundtrack. I should change the headset. Stay, stay. Democratic People's Republic of Korea official soundtrack. Hirogushi Wendao Kwai Hao, chapter 4. Hima Mitsubishi. Hirogushi Wendao Kwai Hao, chapter 5. Merakishi. Rentu Fontaine online dice board game. Oh, Truth. Rento Fortunus Monopoly. Ah. Truth Disorder, Fairy of the Treasures. No idea. Sakura Agent, Sakura Magical Girl, Sakura Gamer, Legends of Talia, Arcadia, Tricol Love Story, Foxheim, Grabber Remix, The Wars of Firetop Mountain, Curse the Assassin, Force oh, Showdown. More, um, those were more um, boogie book things. All right. Hand of Fate, Hand of Fate Royal Cards, Assassin and Orlands, Catacomb of the Undercity, Hand of Fate Original Soundtrack, Hand of Fate 2, Hand of Fate 2 Soundtrack, Shank, Shank 2, Natural Selection 2, King's Castle, Sub-Level 0 Redux. I'm fucking, give me that. Where the fuck is that game? There should be one more. <laughs> Where is it? Where is Envelax. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I want to know something about Steam. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Steam has decided I want to play anime games. Every time I went to my Steam queue, Anime game, anime game, anime. It mentioned it three times. It tried to make me buy Galgun. Hey, can't be so Galgun. I don't. Why are you telling me this? I've not got a single. I game love now, right on mine. It's got uh, you know the tags, recommended tags. Yeah. Look at it, curates your tags. One of mine is nudity. It's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So, have you ever played half the games that you buy? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went down and said. We've recommended this because no reason. <laughs> We've recommended it because Skaz has just bought three hundred pounds worth of them. Where is that fucking game? I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Tides of Numenera. Uh, Torment. 
Oh, me a minute. It's not on here. And I wanted to bring that up because I uh, kickstarted that game. Was it like 2013? I think I was still living in Norwich. Or did we do the start of the podcast in 2013? We started the podcast in 2013. Yeah. Okay, so I well, I kickstarted a, a long ass time. It was either 2012 or 2013. I only actually redeemed my Steam key like last week. Oh. Uh. So uh, that should have been on here. It wasn't. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a rad one. Um, and I, I wanted to play that with um, was it Divinity Original Sin? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play through those because um, apparently pick, those I'll, will last I'll, for hundreds of hours. I'll pick up Original Sin when I get paid. Right. We can do that together. Good man. Because <laughs> yeah. like I say, apparently they're like hundred like hundred plus hours. I've heard I've, I've, one of the other podcasts I listen to. They. They've talked a lot about original city. It does sound awesome. So I want to. They tell their stories that. and so forth. Um, and it's really well written. And apparently, well, it's actually quite hard too. So. All the games I mentioned online, Heat Signature, is actually made by one of the people who never podcast. Oh, cool. He's a game developer, and he actually made and released Heat Signature. Um, I've performed for a lot of years, so right. I was up it up. It's all good. Cool. I have um, no idea what half of this is to be. Honest. I can't remember. Why? Especially uh, the ones that are Japanese. And that. I mean, I don't know how they get away with that on Steam. You think they can put a, a translation in? Dude, I actually have some games that are in straight Japanese. Look, I have no idea. <laughs> right, so. Although we can now say that with the purchase of some of these titles, my PS4 is now officially retired until Monster Hunter comes out. Uh, because um, one of the game, one or two of the games on here were, up until recently, PS4 exclusives. And I was supposed to get around to playing them. And now that I've got them on Steam, I'm just like... I'm playing that then. Bye-bye, PS4. <laughs> so, Steam sales, all good. I only bought a few. Doesn't. There's loads of soundtracks in there. It's just a few. A lot of them are like 70 or P. Well, I was copying, I was seeing the thing, am I going to fit this all on one page? <laughs> Is that what you were actually thinking about? fits in the show notes with other things on there. <laughs> and I've got my You've own got page. Your own extra page. Well, I thought I did quite well this year. You did. You put, I don't know. I mean, I spent. Look, I've only got like I've got eight hundred. I've now passed the eight hundred game mark on Steam, and three hundred and ten of those are on Linux. Yeah, that's I not think. bad. So exactly, yeah. Only fifty percent your library. That's pretty good. Just getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Getting there. Um, so other news. Um, I, I I feel bad. I put the, I put this in here, but actually, that's not the right time. I put it in here. Intel fucked up, which is not really fair. Mm-hmm. They didn't really fuck up. It's just they, they've had a bit of an issue. Little ones, not too big of an it's, issue. Yeah, in the grand it, it, scheme. It's, so it only affects every Intel processor made since 1995. Yeah, there was. Wait, what was 1995? That was the Pentium One, wasn't it? Pentium T. Pentium Pro, wasn't it? I haven't got a clue. No, Pentium One was Pentium One and MMX was around 97, wasn't it? So yeah, but basically they've managed some everything. Some people at Google and some other security companies have managed to find a way to abuse Intel processors. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard. This is a hardware issue. It's not something you can easily fix. You can fix in software, but not perfectly. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's one official security website. Their recommendation is to replace your CPU. Yeah, right? I did see. Wasn't that something uh, an American um, agency? Like yeah, it's like one of agency just one said, said replace your CPU. Yeah, so you're like with what? At <laughs> this a- point, AMD. Do you want me to go all the way oh, back? I know. I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna rock out with my Motorola X sixty eight thousand. Yeah, boy, I've got my my old school eighties computer out. Um, Basically, there's been an issue. Um, I did make that joke a while ago. It's just fun to reuse it. Yeah. I'd love to go upstairs and go, oh, no, it's a Pentium 1. No, it's Ooh. affected, mate. It's affected. You can't Commodore 64's it. up in the loft. I'm done. Yeah, a sword. Sorted. Uh, 
long story short, they've discovered a way. You know, when you're on Caputo, you have your operating system has kernel memory, and you have like user memory, user space, user space, whatever you want to call it. And they found a way to basically you're not meant to access kernel memory; it's meant to be fixed to the operating system. And the operating system can access it, and through special cords, you can access it. But it goes to the operating system as a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. They've discovered a way to basically bypass that process and extract data from kernel memory. Mm-hmm. Now, I've not found a very good explanations anywhere, so I've actually gone. I've actually read the actual academic papers. Wow, how works. many? There's two, one for each. How many? How many pages each? Uh, about ten pages. That's not too bad. No, not bad actually. If, if you know, sort of, if you if you got a reasonable amount of idea of computer science and hardware stuff, you can sort of get an idea of how it happens. And sure. Without getting too technical, basically. A modern processor doesn't process things, process things in order. No. It takes in instructions, it separates them off, and it will actually process things out of sequence, called it out-of-order execution. Mm. So basically optimise performance. Yes, exactly, exactly. So if, for example, it will group things together. So if it knows that someone's got access to memory, it, and it's only got five commands access to memory, but in your program they're separating them apart, it it'll all... go, I'll add them all together, and then I could do one job yeah. to make it quicker. What someone has discovered is... so. Let's imagine you've got a program. Your program tries to access a part of memory that's reserved for the kernel. Yeah. Normally, that would stop it. It would yeah. say, no, you can't do that. If, however, you throw an exception, which is an error for non... But posh people, for some reason, programs call them exceptions. Mm-hmm. Just before that, because the processor will try and perform operations in advance, mm-hmm. it will take that next command, not realise that it doesn't need to execute it, and it will execute the command. Mm-hmm. And it will install that data in a register. Yeah, which is part of the processor. Now, then what would happen normally is it, the kernel would throw an exception, realise it's a mistake, and then it would throw away the next command. Mm-hmm. So what they're based on, before the exception, you've basically allowed the processor to go into kernel mode, which then has allowed that command to actually be able to execute. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, and then you have another program that extracts data from that register, effectively you've bypassed mm-hmm. the command process. That's a... Rough, why I understand, read, that's in, how I understand it works. In the grand scheme of things, let's just say things that shouldn't be left in an open pot are being put in an open pot just long enough for someone else to be able to figure out yeah. where they are, what they yes. are, and get them. There's basically there's there's a there's a gap in the patrol routine to use a gaming analogy. Mm. There's a there's it's, it seems very well covered, but there's a gap in there for about half a second or milliseconds that you can get in and you can get the data you want. Yep. And it's quite extreme because you can actually pretty much copy the entire canal memory. Mm-hmm. And there's example, they've said it, to a degree it's going to be quite slow, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, you can even do it with JavaScript, which yeah, is more which concerned. is terrifying. Um, they did some examples in the paper. They showed some examples where they actually um, were able to extract using Firefox, mm-hmm. were able to extract passwords from the kernel. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's because they've said that uh, you know even encryption keys, it's all going to end up in memory at some point. Yeah, if they can dump chunks of your RAM. Yeah, which is what they've basically found a way to do. It's very clever how they've done it. Mm-hmm. I mean. I think what I think about it is, is that actually when you look at it, it's not really one system's fault. It's lots of different systems mm-hmm. that are working together individually. And individually, they all work right. Yeah. The trouble is, when they've combined together, it's just actually allowed this flaw. And to be fair, it's took them 22 years to find it. It's just going to be the new bastard to cover up, isn't it? It's going to be. Now gonna, it's there, we're kind of. Um, I think because most. most People who in the first people look for faults in in software rather than hardware because mm-hmm. software tends to be quicker to find. Yeah. 
Uh, but so it's a quicker to patch. You can fix software. But hardware is a little bit more tricky. You can do software. There are software patches out there. Yeah. Because this is supposedly been rumbling off about a month because it was out in December that loads of Linux patches were coming out and there's yeah. a Windows patch came out for it as well. They're going to patch with the old versions of Windows as well, apparently, mm-hmm. to fix the issue. And there's a Mac OS patch due out as well. Sure. Uh, to fix that as well. So it's interesting. Like I say, it's... It's a neat read. I mean, I haven't gone and read the actual academic papers, but I've, I've had a little flick through um, different things and been like, oh dear. Yeah. Um, Though I love... All the illustrations I've found online haven't been great, to be honest. Mm. Uh, the my one was pretty good, but it's there. And I'll link to the papers in the show notes. They're actually not that hard to read. If you know at least basic computer science, you won't actually struggle with them. Even if you don't, I mean, because I... I, I uh, I was listening to someone actually explain it in big old in-depth detail, and I was like, I was able to still pick out little bits yeah. and then translate that into dumbass and figure out what was going on. Um, I mean, I understand that I still have a reasonable grasp of how computers work, mm. but still, um, it took, it's, not, it's not that difficult. It's not, it's just initially you have to just get your head around how processes work these days. Mm. Because I think so long well, it, you, you could easily translate it into the stupid. Yes. By could. turning it from computers to sweeties or something like yeah. that. It's, it's not hard to transform it into something else. Yeah. Um, so you could, in fact, explain it to grandma if you needed to. Yeah. Um, but all she needs to know is she needs to patch up a computer. Yeah. Or um, you need to patch her computer. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I switch that sort of stuff off because I don't like it rebooting all the time. Um <laughs> Which is true. Um, so, I mean, the, the long and short of it is, is they're going to have to redesign, work out the redesign of CPUs. Mm-hmm. The current designs don't work, which is going to be a monumental task because they've spent years based on the well, same It's going to be design. a nightmare because now that people have realised that could be a problem, they're going to be looking for it. Yeah. And they're going to be looking for the next version over yeah. and over and yep. over again. Yeah. So they're going to have to redesign that, figure out CPUs work. Uh, they've got software patches for it, which are which are going to affect. They say will affect performance of any application that uses system calls. Right, lucky for your gamer. Said that it says between five and thirty percent, but everyone is jumping up and down like it's going to affect no, them. No, it is not for average user in user space. You're not going to notice a damn thing. It's only for applications. It's basically more like server mainframe application. Going to real feel it, um, and they have there have been some. You know, say five hundred Some places have discovered fifty percent reduction in speed. But it's it's. Uh, but if but you're, if you're like else, me, a gamer, it's not going to affect me, and no. it's not going to affect you. No. Even if you like sort of most editing, it's not going to affect it. It's only for systems that use a lot of system calls that are going to be affected mm. by it, because that's what they're having to protect. Yeah. But it was slightly. It's, I mean, some people say, well, can we sue Intel? I was like, well... You They're already have... going for a class action lawsuit, aren't they? Yeah, well, you're going to have... I think you're going to have trouble because it's been there 20... It's done 20 years to find it. I mean, a fault that's took 20 years, I think you could argue, is not something that necessarily you would be aware of. Mm. Although it's slightly bad the Intel CEO sold all his shares. Yeah, absolutely every single one. He legally could. Yeah, <laughs> because there, there was like a 250,000 he had to keep because of his position. Yeah, at, he has uh, a minimum amount of shares. Like that's like going. It's like going to work and saying, "Right, I need to get rid of everything I can and pull as much out of this corpse as I possibly can. Quick, sell everything. Everything yeah. must go. Well, Fire sale. Furniture's gone, and the guy's just sat there huddled in the corner. Is that a problem? No, no, it's fine. You everything's fine. Everything. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's like, but where's where's why is the office empty? Ah, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, it's. 
Yeah, I mean, I, just, I think it's one of those issues. I think, as you say, for the average user, it's, I think the average user is not going to notice the problem. I think it's just simply the fact just that, that it's... the average user that's making all the noise about it. And also, I think the other big issue simply is the fact that what you can't, if they don't patch the exploits, they can be pretty damaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I can just see some small program on a PC just sat there happily blowing away, dragging all this information out, and then just sending it off to somebody. Because they say it's very slow, it's not quick. But, but if your computer's only for three or four hours a day, which a lot of users do, you know, next will try a shit ton in three or four yeah. hours. Well, my computer's very, very switched off. Yeah, you know, mine have been on for weeks. Yeah, mine. Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, the entire database is gone now, mate. Everything oh. your Steam Live has been count- co- you're copied out to somebody else. No. That's why they keep buying games, they keep disappearing. Yeah, Lord Gaben, help me. <laughs> help Gaben. me, Lord Gaben, you're my only hope. God damn it, Gaben. So, why didn't you tell me? It's also worth mentioning, although people say oh, it doesn't affect AMD and ARM. It does. But, D- yeah, different, both, different both the companies have said, actual fact, in certain forms it could affect us, yes. but the current attack... Doesn't so you've got Spectre's name for the sort of family of attacks and meltdown specific one that hits AMD um, Intel. Intel, but they both said that actually at certain situations they could be affected, so they're going to have to look at their own processes as well. Yeah, but there's someone else point. You've got to both bear in mind is it's not just that; it's all the embedded systems out there. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the smart systems are all now vulnerable to this functionality, and they weren't, most smart systems weren't that well established anyway. So are we talking internet things to buy? Yes. Right? Yeah. Get yeah, smart, rid of them. Smart TV, smart fridges, and so forth. I don't trust people designing those to actually have that much just grasp of cyber security. So God no. Get rid of those. Any I, any Internet of Things, anything, get rid of it. It's like these like smart children's toys, like smart table stuff. They just go actually they're very easy to hack. Yeah. It's like, I'm not surprised because the person who's designed that isn't going to be like the same guy who works at Intel or Microsoft. I mean, Microsoft, yeah, everybody's have problems, but you know they've got. A, the reason, you know, people like Linux get faults found out, Apple gets faults found out, Microsoft get faults found out, is there's literally millions of people trying to find faults in them. Yeah. And it's just sheer, you can't, you know, it's just, it's, 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 um, what's it called? You know, large groups of people wanting to give for a goal and achieving it. Um, like crowd, crowdsourcing. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was a brain fart there. It's yeah, crowd, right. like, it's crowdsource hacking. Basically, well, they're basically it's a massive brute force attack yeah. on it. So they're going to find them, and they fix, and they, they try and find them quick enough. It's quite fixed. But the people who design all these other smart devices, well, you've got to think nine times out of ten, it's probably not even someone semi competent in comp. Yeah, it's it's like the uh, the summer temp guy. This, hey mate, you learned, you, you did a little course on how to write to write some part some um, you know C sharp code or some Python code or C. Yeah, yeah, mate, I did it. I, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, can you just come pro this for us? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll sort the password in plain text. That'll be yeah. fine. Oh yeah, I'll just transfer all this data in plain unencrypted. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even worse when there's actually a hard, uh, 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 password username and password actually burnt into the device. Mm. By it? the way. Fucking Western Digital MyCloud um, NAS drives have been found to have a backdoor. Really? Yeah. Uh, a hardware username and password that you can't change. So take a guess what got ripped off my fucking network. Western <laughs> Digital, yeah. It's like, holy crap, that's fucking gone. I'll build my own, thank you. Oh dear me. And you think, you want, as long as you want to shake them, think, shake them, think, come on guys, it's happening every day you hear about someone else who's been hacked for you to think why are you still doing this why are you still doing base passwords and so forth why mm. are you still it's not even it's not even the idea that um, 
these are uh, uh, people are still using generic usernames and passwords on their devices. Yeah. This is this is um, what's, what's the guy from um, War Games Fal- Falcon's Maze? Oh, um, Professor what's his name? The, the back door, basically, that he puts into his own program so he can get back in. The kind of thing that I do, the kind of thing that you do. Oh, it's so never put a back door on a back program made for somebody. Never. Yeah. Never. Never do I have an admin account. Honest. Yeah. But the like, the trick is... Honest, David. We are still... St- <laughs> <laughs> we are still... Ba- they're still baking this shit in. Stop it. Yeah. That's... Uh, it's all well for you oh I have a little backdoor well right, if you do that at least like give it like a fade to long length random password in there so no one else can guess that no one's going to brute force that anytime soon mm. but just they, they don't no, they don't no. and and oh. if it's an internet of things device get rid of it yeah, don't trust just, it. Just get rid of it. Your TV doesn't need to connect to the internet. Your thermostat doesn't need to connect to the yeah. internet. I know you think it's clever and funny and handy, but no, your light bulbs don't need Wi-Fi. All right? Uh, they, okay. they, they, just, they just don't. And I've got a friend who has internet-connected light bulbs that communicate yeah. with, like, Amazon dots and things it's like stupid. that. And I it, can sort of accept, like, if you've got a central hub and the things connect to that... And then you connect through the hub to it. That's I can sort of accept that as an idea, but that hub, the hub, then needs to be secure. You don't have to worry about your white lights bulb being but, secure because they're just going to be the hub on five. You know, they're waiting and it's being encrypted. Several. It's it's possible to design them. My see, my problem there with that is really because I know we're going to go into IoT for convenience and things like that, and a lot of people do say that. Oh, but it's convenient. It's convenient. It's convenient. I can come home and my house is warm. And I'm thinking to myself, you've got a timer on your thermostat already. And you know when you come home from work. And worst case scenario, you walk into your house, there's a light switch right by your fucking door. So you don't need an internet connected light bulb. The switch is right there. I mean, are you that lazy you can't reach up to the damn button? And then you walk through to your kitchen and wherever your thermostat is, you press the button. And literally within minutes, your house will warm up. It's mental. Why are we connecting all of these devices when to I, the internet? When I was at college, or uni actually, we were given this spreadsheet. Mm. And we all wanted to edit it. And especially we were given copies of it all. Or we went to edit it. Sorry, this spreadsheet's password protected. And we all said to the person who gets well, can we have the password please? We go, no, no, I don't want you editing it. And I had this thought, just give me a second. It was protected using VBA. Mm. So, right click, edit macro. Oh look, password equals. Like, I mean, good job. It's like literally, it was a face second job. Was that a, was that part of the comp cycles? No, that oh, wasn't thank fake, frankly not. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a password. Literally, it's a hard code into VBA. This is the password. If password equals this, let it own. So that's not very good hard. I mean, you got as far as hard coding, but it's hard coded. Yeah, so. That was literally about 30 seconds of work to get into that spreadsheet. Stop it's like, connecting. This is what I mean, right? You get people who actually know what they're doing to secure things. Mm. People don't. They'll stop giving them to average Joe fucking public. Mm. Half of this stuff does not need to be on the internet. It doesn't need a network connection. It just doesn't. We lived without them before. We survived about you know, them. My, my telly never connected to the internet before and it's always worked. My fridge has never needed to connect to the goddamn internet. No. Why does it need to now? 
It doesn't. Why does my Hoover need to have a webcam on it? Doesn't. <laughs> Is there a Hoover out there with a webcam on it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. You know those little. Um, uh, it's a nanny cam, is it? No, yeah, kind of. Like, what, what are those little um, fucking robot Hoover things that just like, the look? Yeah, those. It's one of those, and it's got a little camera on. That it. sounds kind of cool, actually. So, but so that you can watch what it's doing. It's like I know what it's doing. It's hoovering my fucking house. Oh, well, you want to see the way it does it? I know how it does it. it goes <laughs> spin, spin, break down. It's like there you go. That you see that pile of dust that's still on the floor. That's yeah. where the Roomba was. It just sprung a leak. It's peed on the carpet. I feel like getting. I want to get a Roomba. Let's let us all hear the house in the evening. I think it'd be hilarious if the dog's about. Yeah. Me and Inky were going to get a fleet just to torment people. Like, set them to go off at a certain time. <laughs> wind people up. If I actually get one, you could, you could train to work together and you could just stand them. They could just drive you around yeah, the house. That would be rad. That would be rad. So, okay, so you get to a room, they both turn the opposite direction. Oh, my legs! The only problem with devices like that are that people don't realise you need to maintain them. Well, yeah, obviously. But the people don't realise that, so they break down and obviously dust gets in through the small parts and they just fucking break. What you need to do is heaver your Roomba. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So you have to make sure you've got like a, uh, um, what they call it, like the little handheld vacuum for the dust, dust devil or, Yeah, dust buster. And then that eventually gets dust in it and then you need to hoover that so you need another vacuum cleaner to hoover yeah. that. And then you need a vacuum to hoover the vacuum cleaner and that gets dust in it. And basically there's an infinite recursion of vacuum. Somewhere out there is a vacuum cleaner that still works and hoovers every other vacuum cleaner in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And if that breaks down, we're stuffed. We're stuffed. There's no more vacuum cleaners anymore. Unless you're a dab hand with compressed air. That's very true. Top tip for you there. There you go. Can of compressed air. <laughs> or one of them little can no, okay. of I've got a compre- air compressor. Well, there you go. I, my friend's got an air compressor in the fire. One of my, last one went down there and I was using my, I had my computer with me. And then I thought... Really <laughs> thought I'm going to clean up my machine? Yeah, I did. stands a few feet I, s- I did. <laughs> I still got the attachment. I blasted all the air all the dust inside the computer. I love the way you do the little motion. <laughs> Well, it's got a little like gun attached, and he fucking lays waste to the processor. It, it, it produces air at about sort of like five or six bar. Last last time I cleaned out the fucking my um, uh, heatsink, mm. cleaned all the fins out. My guys went, <laughs> and it's went. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I never. Cloud. I used to laugh. People used to put dust dust covers, have PC cases with dust covers built in. Since I've had a piece of dust covers, I've seen the difference it makes. <laughs> Oh, good times. Do you have the one piece of dust cover? It's like just grey. Mm. You have another piece of dust cover? And, oh, yeah, like like you open it up and you have to tap it to get to the components. So all <laughs> yeah. that. You know that shielding, that grey shielding that forms around everything? What I call the flammable barrier. Yeah, that's the one, you know. Oh, and don't use a vacuum cleaner on your PC. Don't. You done that? No, but I've had a friend who used to do it. Oh, I vacuum my PC. Don't do a vacuum cleaner on your on PC. on the inside? Yes. All that lovely static charge is building up has been vacuumed. On the inside? Yeah, use the vacuum I'll keep it clean. Don't use a vacuum cleaner in it. Yes! Don't do that! Don't use a vacuum cleaner. I can understand if you said, yeah, I've got a massive fan on the front. Vacuum section D, Danny, indeed. And you just kind of clean the fan at the front through the grill, but inside? Yeah, you set the side of the vacuum the inside of his PCL. Like, every couple of months to keep it clean. Don't do that! It's like them crazy people that format their machines every three minutes. I've got something formats his PC like nearly every other month. Fucking hell, if I did that I'd never get any work done. Yeah. That's maybe what I should start doing so I can give myself an infinite loop holiday. Yeah, <laughs> could do. Can't, I'm maintenance. 
But then, like, considering I pay myself... <laughs> there you go. I'm screwed at that point. Where's all the money gone? We can't pay for the maintenance. There you go. What's next? Next. It's it- that time of year again. We Yay. forgot. To, well, we forgot to do this at Christmas time. Sorry, we forgot. We forgot. We did forget. Game of the year. Yay! Shit, what's my game of the year? And you've had. I told you about this two weeks ago. No, no, I thought about it and I wrote it in a document and then I crashed my computer and then it. I didn't. I forgot to save it. Right. Well, I'll talk about. I'll discuss my game of the year while you're thinking about yours desperately. Good. Um, so as we normally do this. <laughs> What games did I play last year? What came out last year? Oh, As, I think it's something. Just, just say Galgan again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I went, yeah, so basically I went through, through all the show notes. I went to look back all the things I discussed last year. And, I'll, and I'll, just a little reminder the game of the year is what it's our game of the year. It doesn't seem to have come out this year. It's what we've played this year, like the most. I've got two then. Okay. I've got an actual game that came out last year, and I have one that I played for the first time last year. Cool. Well, mine came down to four choices. Oh, four. Uh, I'm a sort of... It's Far Cry Primal. Okay. Uh, we had the Psychic Owl. Uh, is this one of the ones that actually came out last year or is the one that and you this, actually played? This came out... No, this didn't come out last year. This one I played okay, last cool. year. Uh, Orwell. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Prey, which did come out last year. Yeah. And The Long Dark. Yeah, yeah. my sort of top four choices and I've been I've, 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 I had to narrow it down from the 26 games we talked about last year down to four and I'm going to have to pro and it, it's going to be between I'm gonna, well, if you're going to have two I'm going to pick two okay. I'm going to pick have you, uh, wait is this one that came out last year and oh, one the one that, that came out didn't come out last year mm. and that's all well okay. that's what well, I loved it I thought it was different I loved the fact that it was a I love the way it was set up. It felt very much like you were actually using a bit of software. Yep. It didn't feel like you were playing... It didn't feel like a caricature of a police state. It wasn't a police state. No. It was a state of lots of high privacy laws, yep. um, and, or lack of privacy laws. Uh, it was believable. Uh, it was a believable environment. I could believe this sort of thing actually existing. Mm-hmm. And the way it interacted, it felt very, the way you sort of learn about these people's lives, very organically, I was really pleased with and really liked. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, do you want to do your game from last year? Well, what the game that didn't come out last year? That's your game of the year? Right, so I've got a, a, a struggle on this one because there's two and someone's going to shout at me and say, one of them didn't come out in 2017. It did on Nintendo Switch. Okay. So I'm going to go hard press for two that actually came out last year and then one that didn't. Okay. okay? okay. So first off, I'm just going to go with Splatoon 2. Cool. Um, which isn't a hard choice. It's a uh, you know an arena shooter, team-based arena shooter, cover the ground in your color ink. It's basically Splatoon one, but portable, which is not a problem simply because not many people had a Wii U, so it's just more people get to 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 play Splatoon two. Graphically, it looks nice. Mechanically, it plays well. The music's yeah, the map's pretty good. Um, fun game. Another game that came out in 2017 on Nintendo Switch but came out on everything else the year before, uh, literally near enough a year before, was um, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, which is a uh, an RPG, almost an online RPG. You can tell it was based on the Dragon Ball MMO. Um, well, it, it's a sequel to Dragon Ball Xenoverse 
one, but almost a retelling of Dragon Ball Universe one, because I guess not many people really played it. They just kind of enhanced it, tweaked it. Imagine like a, a WoW expansion pack. Mm. They've added in more features and stuff. Um, I was a pretty big fan of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z back in the day. I haven't kept up with any of the new stuff. Um, but the game was on Switch. It came out on Switch. The Switch's library was absolutely god-awful. And I was like, I remember liking the series. Let's give this a go. 50 hours later, um, I'd say the game was actually pretty good. You play a time patroller, <laughs> a random character, and then the bad guys, are tra- they're traveling backwards and forwards in time to manipulate events from the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z storyline. And then you choose to kind of help people out by getting into various fights and things like that. So um, they're going to be in a fight in the beginning of the series, so no spoilers of Dragon Ball Z, where uh, you have to fight the lead character's brother. But then all of a sudden he becomes super-powered because the bad guys have kind of twigged and helped him become stronger to beat everyone and change history, you then have to get involved to to stop that and put things back on the right course. Um, On the Nintendo Switch, it plays fine. Didn't play great. I also got it on PC directly after, um, because my kids wanted to play it too. Um, In fact, my eldest son stole it off me uh, when I got it on Switch, so I didn't play it for about a month. Um, So I've played it through on both platforms. It was an incredibly fun game. It was a 2016 game for everyone else, 2017 game on Nintendo Switch. Um, it really surprised me how much I played it. I think I only paid 15 bucks for it on PC. Right. So, for the amount of time I played it, good game. Cool. Good game. Uh, should I do my modern game before you do your last one? Yeah, okay. So, my game that came out in 2017, which is my game of year, is going to be Prey. Prey. Ooh, okay. Prey, so that's the... Um, Made by Arcane, same people as the He plays very much like Dishonored, actually, but sci fi. Mm-hmm. Um, you play a guy called Morgan Yu. Mm-hmm. Um, you're sat on a space station, and basically, there's like an alien. A, a, you're researching aliens, they escape. But what's really nice about it is the space station is logically laid out. You can explore the whole space station, mm-hmm. it's all there to be explored. Um, so it feels like a real, a real, like real place. You move back and forth throughout the whole station. You can, it feels like so. It doesn't feel like a series of levels. Mm. It feels like an actual place. And there's like, for example, there's, it's got so many nice little touches to it. Like um, you can go and find computer systems that list all the crew. Yeah. And you can actually go find every one of those crews' corpses and find out their dog tags. You can find every person on there. Sure. And Richard, so it feels very natural. They've all got um, job roles and what they do and so forth and where they are. So it feels logical. It feels really nicely put together, really neatly put together. I love the fun with the weapon. I mean, it's got perhaps the most interesting enemies I've played in a long time. These things called mimics. Mm-hmm. And they actually will mimic something, an actual object. Mm-hmm. So and they'll, they'll look what's nearby. So if they run into some example, I was chasing one. It ran to an office. I walked to an office. And I couldn't tell what it was. It could be one of the coffee cups. It could have been like a roll of newspaper or something like that. It, it just hides the thing. So you have to sort of like try and... And if you go too near to it, it'll just jump out at you and try and pin you down and attack you. Sure. So it was just... It was neat. And it just... Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. So that's going to be my 2017 game of the year. Game of the, that actually came out in 2017. Sure. Right. Um, my... Game of the year game that I played in 2017 that came out thousands of years prior 
Um, Pong? Pong? No, although Pong is a brilliant game, and I still stand the X-Pong, which was a uh, fan game, a hack game for Xbox, original Xbox. Brilliant game. Um, uh, The game... Is it a turn-based strategy game by XCOM? (laughs) No, actually. (laughs) Although I think XCOM um, 2 is on Linux, so I might have to to play through it. Anyway, um, the game that I played that surprised me was literally bought because... Over the last year, year and a half, I switched over to Linux, Linux as a full-time platform. I'd always had Linux in the background, but we started to use Linux more for, for uh, you know, work and play and, and things like that. Um, I wanted to play a game. It seemed like a reasonable AAA game. It was on the cheap. It was on Linux. Spec Ops the line. Yes, that was in my list. That nearly made it to my final... Yeah. I could not believe how invested I got in that game. Really nice story. Uh, yeah, the horrors of war. It doesn't shy away from. It's, <laughs> it's you go into it. You go into it. Think it's going to be like a very much a. Yeah, America saves the day. Call Standard of Duty. Yes. No, no. It's it, well. Have you played the other Spec Ops, the original X Spec Ops, from way back when I was on I think I have one. a couple of them. Why not? And this is a very different game. Hmm. Yeah, it was still like you played like as a two man squad, but it was it was like sort of America saves the day type thing. This hmm. is like, no, you are the bad. You are basically the bad guys in this game. Yeah, you are a small unit sent in to go and find another unit. Yeah, they were missing. Rogue. And um, it kind of sets up everyone else there to be bad guys. What you don't realise is you're suffering with PTSD part way through. Yeah. Um, I know that's a huge spoiler. It's quite an old game, though. And I knew that that going into it as well, so I still didn't change my mind. See, I didn't. When I yeah. when I played it, I didn't realise that was a thing. I I'd not really paid much. I'd heard that everyone said the game was actually quite, but uh, I, I didn't really know why. Yeah. And um, it, I won't say how you find this out because things get really kind of dark. Um, yeah, do that. Things get fucked up hardcore in that it game it does not shy back the half of war it shows you and your actions your actions really do have consequences yes there is one specific action that has horrific consequences oh yes you and know I, what I'm referring to yeah <laughs> and you can't you can't get past that and it's neat how when you're playing the game you think that there's like something deep going on but there's something not quite right hmm. and then as you get towards the end of the game the whole goddamn thing unravels and you're like Holy shit! Yeah. No wonder everyone was a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a. Uh, I really enjoyed the story so much that so I, I actually that was one of the first games I played through with the Steam controller, mm. um, <laughs> which made it a little bit more difficult than yeah. it had to be. But um, I got all three or four well, of the endings. It must have been pretty darn good because you actually messaged me saying play this game. Yeah, well it was and on... Normally, the- normally we don't bother doing that sort of thing. We just mm. leave each other to the but you actually play this game and it's it was... If I the first one on the podcast we actually had a game we could all talk about because we all played it. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I really got into it. I mean, I think I paid about three pounds for it. Yeah. Holy hell, that was a surprise. Mm. Um, and I have been tempted to play it through again on stream. Um, because I yeah. really did enjoy that one. Like I said, there's yeah. multiple endings to it. Um, yep. Did you get multiples or just I one? got the one ending where 
I won't say it was only I got because I'll spoil the ending, mm. but I only got the one. I know that I could have gone back with the other endings, but I chose not to. I chose these. I like sometimes when I do games like that, I like to have a canon ending for yeah. myself. And you know, I could, it's like I'm saying with all the sort of like Telltale games, mm. once I play through them once, I'll point there, play through them again. Yeah. Or if I do, I'll do the exact same choices because it's like that's my canon ending now. Sure. That's, that's your playthrough. That's yeah. your. See, for me, I wanted to see what the other endings were and yeah. how I triggered them. And it was neat. Yes. Um, admittedly, I only remember two or three of them. And I don't remember which one I got first. Um, but I can always look at the Steam achievement, I guess, to, to find out which one I got. <laughs> but yeah. my God, for like a three to five pound game, yeah. it's on every goddamn platform. Mm. That was amazing for a cover-based shooter. That story was just yeah. right in the head. Brilliant story. Although the controls are a little bit shit. Well, I could say doubly so because I was playing with a Steam controller, so I wasn't sure if it was just the game or whether it was the. No, the controls are pretty. I the amount of times that I went to get into cover and it vaulting over the cover, I was like, oh, for crying out. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you had a better time aiming than I did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God damn it! Reload. What button was that? <laughs> Do I press this? Do I shake the fucking thing? Was it this button on the back? Was it this button on the top? Where's my keyboard? Give me this. Fucking control pad. There we go. <laughs> but no, really fun game. I I had to. So I actually looked it up. I was like, did I buy that in twenty in twenty seventeen? Yes, I bought it at the start of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Hands down, uh, best game that came out long before. There you go. So that's our games games of Many the games. year. So our games. That, so it's only game of the year. We've actually got five. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. I I had to go through a, a few of them because I, I wasn't. I knew that people would kind of rat at me for Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, even though on the platform that I first, or the platform that I picked it up on, it came out in 2017. But it's fair enough. Either way. Fair enough. enough. No, so. Right. That is actually us done. Yeah. So, playing much other than Suffer Crown. Skazus. And look forward to seeing you on that time can't be right, surely. What time is it, Seth? Since 11 o'clock. We've been broadcasting for more than an hour and a half. Nope. 11 o'clock. Oh. Last 11. Christ, how long are we broadcasting for? Hour and 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gone through that bloody quick. Yeah, an hour and 19 according to... Oh, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've gone through that bloody quick. Yep. Oh, okay then. Well, very much watching. I'm the Suffolk Brown. Excuse me. We'll look forward to seeing you next fortnight. Yep. Which will be the twenty something twentieth? Yes, is it? Yeah, six plus seven is thirteen. Plus seven is twenty. Oh, don't do maths. I haven't got time for that. <laughs> so very much interesting. So see you guys then. See you in a fortnight. Rocking. Um, also, just as a quick kind of post-show note, um, could people, if anyone's actually got to this point, maybe Annie, let me know how is the color on this? Because on my screen, things look exposed and more blue. On Ram's screen, they look orange, and I'd like to the white. I've set the white balance wrong because I had to manually set the white balance. But going by this screen, wrong. Um, I am I, my friend. I've got a friend of mine who's got a proper spectrometer. Yeah, because uh, he does. He works on printers. Sure. And I want to see if I can convince him to come around and calibrate my monitors. Sure. So I don't know which one is more accurate at this point. Mm. Um, to be honest, it. that. The flesh tone on you looks more close to how you look to me than that one, but I am kind of blind. That one you look like... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure so it doesn't help. That one you look like you thought, I've just dug you out the ground. 
Yeah. Whereas this one, you've got a little bit of colour to your cheeks. See, to me, that one's far too orange. Yeah, but again, I'm colour blind as well. We're so. not really the best people to do this sort of no, correction, are we? No. So, um, but, but there's that. And also, just so people know, I'm quite pleased with this machine at the moment because I've got a processor app up to see if my machine has been throttling. And doing this stream with a processor that isn't rated, the cooler isn't rated for this processor. We've been streaming this entire time. I get it, it's only 7.20.30, um, but we haven't throttled once. Apparently it's a tad orange here, here there. Sure, well. so I'd say that you're probably better, your screen is probably better calibrated than mine. Yeah. Which is fair. Which is fair. So I'll then have to... Mar- That's quite an old ThinkPad though, isn't it? Yes. This so. thing's fucking ancient. So the screen may have faded over time. Yeah. But this screen actually isn't all that good. I need to get the upgraded screen because um, the company that sold it to me did mention that there was a few faults with the screen. Yeah. Um, I should have really gone by colour temperature, but when I set the colour temperature on here, it looked far... It looked really off. But then again, that doesn't look too bad. No. I just, I just don't really like the fact that the background looks... I will admit it's more orangey on there than it is tomorrow's on here, but perhaps I'll convince him to get mine calibrated. Because mm. he's, he's got the proper tools to calibrate them all. We shall have a look. Mm. And he can use these tools to check it. It's like a printer as well, so you can print something off and then check it from the printer to this piece to make sure they match up. Okay, it's got to be done. It's well, be he done. deals with printing presses and stuff for actual publishing houses, so... That's got to be done right. Yeah, it's got to be done spot on. Otherwise people go... Yeah, yeah, they do, yeah. They do a lot. So I'm going to say I am. I'm quite impressed with this. this no, machine. it should be. It works. I mean, um, for what's an old big kit, like a 2012. You've managed to upgrade. I mean, it's impressive. You've managed to upgrade as much as you have, really, because getting so, parts must be a nightmare. It's a. Which, believe it or not, no. Really? No. It's because um, I could I could pull the processor out. Because laptops are notoriously hard to get bits for normally. Well, the trick is though, because um, this is a socketed processor. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. So that's that's why I said uh, earlier how I'd, I've ordered another processor for it. So this started with... Sorry, we're going into a bit of tech That's here. fine. We're, not, we're at post-show right now. But this started with a... I'll let this out on the audio version. It's fine. <laughs> this started as a dual-core Ivy Bridge i5 at 35 watts. It was like the 3320. So it ran like fluff, right? So when I started this, it couldn't play back 4K video. Right, uh, 4K 60 video it would be like one frame every 10 years then I picked up on the cheap a 45 watt i7 3630 which is only about 8% slower than what was in my gaming laptop um, from like a couple of years ago um, once it's patched about 50% slow yeah it's going to be way slower no one but um no, I've put that in there, and that's why I've been checking the thermals. It will actually quite comfortably stream software encoded 1080p60. Awesome. So, well, it's 1080p30, and then it gets a little too hot for 1080p60. Um, but yeah, it can it can do that. And I've got a um, 35 watt i7 on the way that I've been kind of conned into buying mm. uh, because of a, a, a pre-signed invoice bastards but uh, not pre-signed but we'd already agreed kind of thing and then we said no nah, that's not going to be a thing and then I got slapped with an invoice for a processor that I didn't want anymore oh. uh, so that was nice um, but whatever RAM 
that's upgradable in this thing. Speakers, you can upgrade those if you want. Um, so if you break them, you just literally pop them, pop them out. Um, you know, pretty much everything in this machine is that's very surprising for a laptop. And that's why I buy old business machines rather than new uh, off-the-shelf machines. Because if you spent, I mean, this mach- the bits in this machine, full bore, um, you're probably talking about four hundred pounds worth of bits. Buying a four hundred pound machine from Curry's PC World or whatever will be nowhere near this powerful. In fact, I went to Station X, which is a Linux laptop. Uh, uh, manufacturer I guess to get a machine that beats that in every way even if it's only by a few percent you're talking a good good thousand and a half well wow. um, now admittedly you can go out and buy like a uh, an HP uh, gaming laptop that's made out of plastic for 700 bucks that'll uh, beat that but you can kill people with that exactly well the trick with that is I can lob it in my bag and not worry about breaking it I mean to get yeah. a replacement screen 23 quid yeah um, if the processor burns out, well, 50 quid or I've got a spare upstairs now. Um, RAM. RAM is really fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, when did RAM get so expensive? Well, I put my rates up, you know. I got fed up with some oh, yeah, that's it. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Lower, your, lower the prices, mate. You're, you're too Look, expensive. This is 32 gigs here now. Oh, man, come it on. It used to be 16, but I had a good Christmas. Now it's 32. <laughs> yeah, now it's 32. It's, inflated. it's got bigger. It's got more. There's more There's more RAM for your buck. Yeah. Stop. But I have slowed down a bit. I'm now more... <laughs> I don't show my bus speed is at the moment. Well, I don't use a bus. I use a car. So. <laughs> there you go. So we've completely changed standards right now. But yeah, um... Everything on that thing is cheap and cheerful. Parts are cheap and cheerful. And like I said, if anything <laughs> breaks, I can quite I love it. We've had the last like, two minutes of our live stream and we've now got four watches. We've had two watches all through. One of them was me. And now up to four in the last like five minutes. Yeah, we're now doing the post-show uh, post-show chatter about my laptop. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased with no, this No, it's one. worked very well. Um, and someone will say, well, why don't you just use the gaming laptop you've got? Because I love my wife and she's got into PC gaming, but her PC is kind of flash fried and she tends to move about the house. Oh, so you, that's why I'm you covering batter and put a deep fry. You don't I know, do but I thought it would be a good idea. I know at you the want time. to eat the chips. Exactly. <laughs> See, good job. Good job. Um, but no, so my wife has got the gaming laptop and we wanted to have a machine that was still kind of Windows focused. So, like, we've still got an old Mac just in case we want to read any old Mac discs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought, fuck it, I'll just buy an old laptop and see how we can go with it. And it's actually working out really quite well. I was surprised. Do you want another biggest bottleneck in this machine? And someone that you know helped me solve this. What was it? When I first got this machine, it was gutless and I wanted to cry. Because I'd benched it versus, or benched the um, processor in my gaming laptop. And said, right, we're going to do software rendering only. How far can we go? And it was like, okay, we can, uh, the, the ROG could software render up to 108060 at a push. This chip was um, 8% slower. So I was like, okay, we should be able to get to about 1080, yeah. 108060, not a problem. Got it, and all of a sudden, got the whole machine and got it all configured. Oh, you're going to be pushed to do anything more than seven twenty thirty, and I was like, "Oh no!" Look, it just—it just was not a thing. 
Um, it could play back 4K, but it would roast itself and all that kind of stuff. And then today, I was helping someone that we both know. Well, I was helping. Like, he was doing his own machine here. Scribbs was here. Oh, yeah. And he was doing what I did to this, to his machine. And um, he put in the chip, and his new chip, and all of a sudden, one of his RAM slots was like, nope, I don't like this chip and that RAM. And I only had four gigs of RAM in here. Now, it wasn't amount of RAM that was my issue. Because I'm using a shared graphics card on this machine, wow. it's using RAM and the speed of the RAM for the for the C, uh, for the GPU. So when he couldn't put both sticks of RAM in his machine, I said, can I, can I just borrow one of your sticks of RAM? Because I've got an idea and I want to test something. I also have a little machine called the ASRock B-Box. And... <laughs> <laughs> that's a beatbox but still it's like a little tiny Celeron machine but it can play back 4K video because the GPU um, has access to dual channel memory so I put in the other stick of RAM come downstairs and say right let's just set this to uh, 72060 oh it's doing 72060 108030 oh no I then went to 108060 oh that was a bit too far it previews 108060, but we can't record 108060. Um, you can record 108060 if you change the encoder preset, which then means you have to up the bandwidth a little bit to get the quality back. So if you go, uh, is it like very fast? And then you go to like super fast and then fastest or whatever. Usually fast after that. Um, it will do 108060, but you'll get more macro blocking because you need, there's not, it's not spending enough time per frame to, to, to render it. Um, but then if you go back down to 1080p, it's like, oh, hey, 1080p, let's do this. Not a problem. Um, so the performance issue that I was having with it was um, dual, yeah, dual channel memory. Um, so I then went out and bought a 16 gig kit for a lot of money. Awesome. Um, uh, just so you know, we've had a message from uh, Sadazim. Shade. How you doing, George? Well, I was planning to watch. I'm always late, right, Skaz? That's always the way, mate. Always the way. Always the way. But I'm... You know, super, super pleased with this. Um, I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe I didn't think about the memory. Um, the only other issue I have is heat, because it's a 45-watt chip. The cooler is designed for a 35-watt chip. Um, so it will throttle itself down. If it gets too hot, it's supposed to run at 3.4 max. When it starts to get hot, it'll go down to 3.2. And then when it's really getting hot, it'll throttle all the way down to 2.9. However, you know I said I got skinned on that i7, that other chip? That one's a 35 watt part, taps out at 3.2 maximum, which is what this is getting anyway because of heat, uh, heat limitation. So I might actually get better performance um, using that chip in yeah. this machine because we're not throttling down over time. Another little tidbit, this laptop after its upgrade, even when throttling, renders a, a 1080p video in H.265 nearly six minutes faster than my quad-core i5 in my desktop PC. So um, that's not that's not really a slouch in the grand scheme of things, you know. No GPU acceleration, no nothing. Just literally hardcore processor crunching. This machine beats out my PC. And we have an express card slot on the side to allow me to plug in an external graphics card if I want to. Do you want to know what the real killer feature is? Just one more. One more. Come on. One more killer feature. Right. The one killer feature. I can have three hard drives on it. Really? Uh-huh. Where are you putting them all? Right. So, it's got a standard hard drive bay. Yep. 
obviously so that's your 2.5 for uh, up to 12 millimeters for um, hard drives or SSDs that'll take upwards of two terabytes then it's got a disk drive on it which you can replace with a, a 2.5 inch SATA caddy um, well, Lenovo pretty much throws one of those at you anyway uh, you can pick one of those up for like 20 bucks so that's another two terabyte drive you can put in there if you wish and it's got an MSAT slot so you can put an MSAT or SSD in there not bad so um, that's what I plan on doing I'm going to load that up with storage and this is now my Road Warrior rig because it's powerful enough to do near enough everything I want to do um, alright I'm not streaming 1080 60 but most people I know where I'm where, when I'm on let's say you're down at the local church does the local church tend to have a connection fast enough to or you know you're out in the boonies out somewhere do they really have a connection fast enough to push a decent uh, 1080p stream probably not um, if you're doing an event where you're out in the middle of nowhere with a very limited internet connection you're not going to be doing a 1080p stream anyway no um, and let's be fair 60p real life stuff like this is fucking disgusting don't do it. Gameplay, fine. This stuff, don't. Unless you, want, unless you want to do slow it down. Yeah, for sure. Shooting higher frame rates if you want to slow it down in post. But I keep seeing people shooting videos at 60p and it looks fucking awful. It looks almost unnatural. It, yeah. It's, it doesn't look right at all. It really doesn't look right. If you're going to do get film gameplay every day of the week in 60 frames a second if you want. No problem with that, but as soon as you start to get to real life people's, doesn't it just does not look right? No matter what you think, it doesn't look right, and it's a waste of bandwidth, in my opinion. So, right. Shall we now end? Yes, I've now so, finished. Thank you very much for watching. I've been the Suffolk Gran, Skazius, and we'll see you in a fortnight on the twentieth. Um, mm-hmm. Right, good time. Door channel see you round, later. Mate. Door channel round. That's what I. That's what I tell the ladies. <laughs> and you dual channel you go dual channels do you oh go yeah both you ways. dual channels yeah oh dear in pairs oh dear <laughs>